guys, it's Pragya and Charlotte, and welcome back to Campus HQ. We hope you've had the chance to look at our website by now. We are already getting so many responses, um, newsletter subscribers, and requests for consultations. So we are so excited to meet all of you. You should definitely sign up for a spot before all the spots fill up for any resume advice or mock interview tips. If you have any feedback or requests or just want to tell us if you like the website, please let us know. We love hearing from you. Today's episode is all about study tips that you should use so you can succeed in college and get straight A's. We discuss everything from preparation for lectures, taking notes during class, organizing your time, and so much more. And as always, feel free to DM us with any questions, especially as you're starting your classes, and write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy our episodes because it helps us reach other students and support them as well. We also wanted to share this message to all of our listeners at UC Davis. Enjoy the best of student life at Seoul West Village, a UC Davis off-campus housing option located just a few minutes from campus. Seoul offers one, two, three, and four bedroom apartment options, which come fully furnished with eco-friendly appliances. Schedule a FaceTime tour with them today through their website. They're currently offering short-term leases and $50 off rent every month for every floor plan. They'll also waive your application fee and security deposit if you complete an application and sign a lease within 24 hours. Be sure to check out their website linked in our description and follow them on Instagram at Salt West Village. So we're going to dive right into our 10 study tips that will help you get straight A's in college. So the first tip we have is to take notes before class and read your textbook in one sitting, so not over a bunch of days. Usually you take notes in your high school classes and you're not used to taking notes while reading the textbook and usually you don't read the textbook in high school. I know I never did. It seems like a lot of extra work, but taking notes before class and actually reading the textbook can save you so much time. These notes will help you study for exams and come up with things to write for your essays later on. So you don't want to waste your time rereading, taking notes again before your essays, going back to study for exams in that long textbook again and again. You're going to be under a time crunch. So take notes before you go to class so you have a previous understanding and use the textbook. Don't highlight or just read things because then you're not going to be able to understand it. Actually go in and take notes. So taking notes actually forces you to pay attention to the book and think about the material instead of just staring at words on the page. Anyone can just read a chapter like how you're casually reading but actually going in and writing and summarizing things can help you really understand it. And Charlotte and I recommend that you finish reading in one sitting because you don't want to forget the other half of the material by the next time you study. And also that's not very beneficial to your learning. It would be beneficial for you to finish it all at once. So our second tip is to download PowerPoints before class and make note outlines. I like having them on my iPad or you can just print them if you want or just have them on your laptop. But like Praga said earlier, it's really all about preparation. If you download the PowerPoints before class, you know what the professor is going to go through during that lecture and you won't be tempted to just trail off and not know what that entire lecture is going to be on. I would also not only have their PowerPoints in front of you, but I would also write an outline to stay on track with the lecture. So after you do your textbook reading, you should generally know what the chapter is going to be about. You're going to know, obviously, the main topic. So I would already have it written out on your notes on the top. So whenever you come and look back at your notes, you'll know automatically what chapter it is. 
what the topic is. And then after reading the textbook, you'll also be able to tell what the headings are. And this will often be already indicated in your textbooks. Like it will already be highlighted or bolded things. So it's less of you having to understand the material already because you probably won't know everything before the professor is actually going into it, which these preparation tips, while they're super helpful, we're not saying that you need to understand everything before going to lecture, because honestly, like, that's obviously what lecture is for, and I'm usually really clueless before, even after lecture, honestly, I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but honestly, like, if I go into a lecture without any preparation at all, I'll it will just come in one ear and go out the next, so definitely keep on yeah. track with outlines. Yeah, I would also like to add that taking notes on paper or an iPad can help you slow down and actually learn how to summarize things and put concepts in your own words and understand things better. It's so easy to type things word for word from the PowerPoint onto your laptop or when your professor's talking instead of like actually understanding it. So usually you write things slower than how you would if you type things. So that's when you actually have to start learning how to summarize things and write shorthand and actually understand it. I'm not saying your laptop is not a great place to store your notes because we both write study guides on the laptop and do so much on the laptop as well and it's so good for reviewing but I never take notes in class on the laptop. I actually tried to do that today for my class com law and I learned nothing. I don't know why. It just like doesn't work. I was there too. Something about writing it down on the iPad is just so beneficial to me. I actually feel like I'm listening and understanding. Praga and I have one class together this semester, Com Law, and I get to stare at her beautiful, angry face every day. She looks so angry in <laughs> the morning. I don't know why it looks so angry. It's 9.30. We don't have makeup on. We're just sitting in the room, and then it just looks, we just look like not a mess. We don't look like a mess. We just like we angry. just look sad. <laughs> and sad, yeah. And I'm like there sipping my coffee, being like, what is going on? <laughs> and just to give you guys an example of what this note-taking process might look like. I know we always talk about our note-taking processes, but we're honestly like we're learning every semester what works best for us. And I honestly think that each class has a different style. But with what I've recently been doing, which I think Pragya has been doing as well, is we read the textbook first, obviously, take handwritten notes. And then I will personally go in. So for this class, which is accounting that we're taking together, we have practice problems and the homeworks. And the practice problems aren't graded on accuracy, but the homework is. So after Mm -hmm. I take my handwritten notes, I'll go in to do my practice problems. And this is just a good way for me to actually practice what I've learned and try to absorb at this point I've I've absorbed like I would say 70% of the information because I did handwrite them but sometimes when you're just reading and then also trying to write things down things don't really process until you actually put it into practice so practice problems obviously we're practicing our work Um, and then I will go back in Not on the same day, probably like the next day, just so it all absorbs in, I don't know. But I will type up my notes and this will not be word for word of what I wrote down because obviously I like, I already wrote a lot of notes down. So why would I type it all up again? But I would type just not an outline. It's much more detailed than an outline. It is notes, 
but it's not like the small details. By this point, I know what's important. I know what I need to know and I know what I will most likely forget. And so through all that Mm -hmm. processing, I'll write down what I think I need to know for the exam basically and it'll be my study guide. I really like how you phrase that because it really isn't an outline. It is notes. It's actual notes. And we won't study our handwritten notes again and again after writing this outline. But it's organized in such a better way that helps you understand things better than just like my frantic notes as I'm reading and I not don't fully understand. Yeah. Okay. Like, honestly, I think that outline is so important because one, you take your handwritten notes based on your outline. You do your lecture notes based on your outline, but you also do these typed notes based on your outline. So everything is just framed around the outline. So if your outline good, all your notes will be organized the same way in your brain, yeah. the same way and it won't be messy. Like you don't want to have different organizational structures of the same lecture in different formats. Mm -hmm. My third tip is to make an Excel sheet with all of your tasks. And I would say my memory is pretty good. I don't know if it's really good, but I used to actually always be the kid to forget their homework in elementary school. I never did my homework at all. I had like a D in fourth grade, never did my homework. Don't know how I passed, but um, I noticed that since online classes, no one is there to remind me and even if it's in person no one's there to remind you but professors are usually a little bit nicer about it like they'll be like next class they won't be like oh you have one week to do it they'll literally say like in two days you have this due so obviously you still needed to know what's coming up but if I really did forget something I would be reminded but now there's no reminders at all you're not going to be reminded especially since my lectures are asynchronous I have to keep track of when I need to listen to my lectures because some of my professors all do it differently. Sometimes they'll be like, on Monday, I will release all my lectures for this week. Or maybe it'll be on Friday or Monday was a Friday. Just completely different formats for every single one of my classes. None of them are the same. So I was like, I need a way to organize all my assignments that are due, all my tests that I need to take, and all the lectures I need to go to. Because when you're physically going to classes, you're like it's in your brain like Monday I'm gonna walk from here to here and then from here to here but now I'm just like um every day feels the same so I like don't even know what the day of the week is oftentimes you know um Mm -hmm. but this excel sheet is so useful I literally when I got my syllabus the first thing I did was go into the assignments sheet it's usually in the end or the test and all the dates and everything and I on my sheet I have date class and then it'll go from like most important to least important so it'll be like test assignment reading so test obviously huge flag I know if there's something in that column that needs to be prioritized in my brain like I can't just approach that like the day before and be like oh I have a test right like I need to know that in advance but same with assignment reading um but this way I have an overview of what my week will look like and honestly I I would even say like a week in advance is not enough for me anymore I almost do like two weeks in advance so if I have an assignment two weeks in advance I know about that because I can see it on my excel sheet and I know to start preparing for that and I also definitely color coordinate all my classes um but once I finish the task, I can just go in super easily and cross it off or like highlight whatever you want to do on your Excel sheet. Um, but this just makes it super easy for me 
to know what's coming up. It helps me stay super organized. And I love batching my tasks together. I found this to be so useful because you're, you need to know how you will manage your time inside of your dorm, your apartment or whatever, but you are probably going to be in that 23 out of 24 hours. So it, the entire time is up to you, right? So, and especially like a lot of my classes now, it's my lectures aren't all, aren't like a consistent schedule. It's like a batch in one week and then you have to space it out yourself. So, so for example, if I know that for this one class I have, which, well, for me, it's American politics right now. I know I have to read three chapters Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So for each class, I have to read three chapters beforehand. So then in total, I will know that for that week, I have to read nine chapters. What I'll do is on that weekend before the Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes, I will read those nine chapters. So I'm not going to read three chapters the night before every class. I will have already read them all before the week. And so you really get an overview of what you need to accomplish. You know where you need to allocate your time because for some weeks it'll be for um, like a class specifically. And then for another week, it'll be for another class. But you will never stay behind this way. And yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, using your weekends to really get everything done all at once. It's so beneficial. Just doing things the night before is not very productive for me. I don't know about you, but it just helps me to get everything done at once. And time matching is nice. Yeah, I enjoy it. Our next point is to focus on understanding concepts during lectures instead of memorizing the facts or the PowerPoints, which have just the high level things. You have to really focus on understanding the meaning behind it. So high school was pretty much busy work. I'm sure some of my classes obviously weren't, but it was less about conceptual understanding and more about like names and dates and facts to memorize and like know. So for my classes, instead of remembering all of that, I have to think about like the events and analyze them, think about the causes, the motives and how different things affect each other so it will be very surprising for you if you take your first test in college and even if it's open notes and you look at the first question and it's testing your understanding and like critical thinking of the material your notes will not help you at all if your notes are only facts and you're not actually putting your own thought into it like you will fail that exam so a big thing they stress in college is really having your own voice coming up with something original to add to the table, not just spitting facts out back and forth. So spend time learning the concepts and actually engaging with it and having your own thoughts and opinions on it instead of just memorizing everything and just no one wants to hear those facts and again and again, you are at a good college. People know that you can memorize things. If you didn't know how to do that, you wouldn't be at college. So now it's time for you to like actually kick it up a notch and put your own thought into it and show that you're creative and you can do stuff like this yeah I agree with that so much I would say multiple choice questions really kick me in the butt because it forces me to conceptualize topics that I like once you hear multiple choice you're like oh I can just memorize facts and they'll just ask me and it's if it's open book I can just control f and find it but that is not true at all I would say honestly Multiple choice questions are harder than essays if it's open book because it forces you to conceptualize it in the lens of the professor. You never know how, well, you, okay, yeah, like you you will never know how they're going to conceptualize in a way, but 
obviously being to lecture, reading a textbook and following everything they're saying will help you get to that. But it does take mm-hmm. a lot of your effort as well. I personally like essays more because I get to conceptualize it in any way I want. Like I get to focus mm-hmm. on the topics that I'm passionate about. Yeah, but when you have to pick one out of four that can get like, yeah. oh, that's not your concepts anymore. It's like mm-hmm. how they're thinking and you have to understand. Yeah. Trust us. Like we had to take open book exams last semester. Mm-hmm. We thought it would be so easy. We had our 10 pages of notes and our control F ready to find <laughs> items. <laughs> And then we saw the questions and we were like, bruv. <laughs> we were like, I we, like this is, we actually have to think about this. It's not just on the notes. And it was timed. And you're not gonna have time to like if you don't even know the definition at this point, like <laughs> sorry. Let us know if you guys watch Love Island. Because we love watching Love Island. <laughs> Number five is to always review after class. Make sure you understand the material that was mentioned in lecture. What I said previously about how you're not going to understand everything right after lecture, yeah, you're not. The professor says a lot of things. So spend some time after class. Doesn't have to be super long, like 15 to 30 minutes. Just look over your notes. Make sure you understand or at least highlight all the parts that you don't because then you get to go to office hours later that week to understand. Go to office hours that week for the material you don't understand that week. Don't go to office hours in a month right before the exam. For the things that you didn't understand that week because yeah they won't help you they won't help you but also like at that point you probably don't even understand what you don't know you can't ask for help if you don't know what you don't know <laughs> basically <laughs> like you need to know what questions to ask and if you at least have the general idea fresh in your mind you will know all the gaps you have mm-hmm. and i always make study guides for each chapter which combine all the notes from each lecture and like I said before like how we type up notes I will literally just like staple them all together at the end of the chapter or the end of the entire section right before a quiz and I will just use that as my study guide it's so helpful but making these study guides for each chapter after each lecture is really important yeah and I know it sounds daunting and like silly to review them regularly and make these study guides but yeah making the study guides might take a little bit of time but reviewing it actually doesn't take that long we're not like asking you to actively do something it's just reading your notes to make sure it's fresh in your head it doesn't take more than 30 minutes I would say so I know you can make 30 minutes of your time to review it before your tests and it will help you so much like so much mm-hmm. And also your tests are probably open book by now. I don't know how your school works, but ours are a lot of them are open book just to like prevent cheating in the first place because it's very hard to control people. They're like, let's just make it open note. But if you already have the notes written before, like way before the test is even approaching you, then you won't have to cram 10 hours of information right before a class. You'll be like, oh, I already have my notes. I just need like two or three hours to look over these notes and practice questions and you get to focus on what actually matters, which is doing practice questions. Yeah, because if you spend all that time before a test writing things down, making your study guide instead of actually doing practice problems, like it's not going to benefit you much. So you need to focus. You need to focus more on actually doing those homework problems, practice problems again and again until you really know how to do those because they won't ask you to like read out your notes during the test. I think Charlotte will go more into this point. 
yeah our next point was to have a question answer format in your brain and you might be very confused what does this mean but this literally goes into all aspects of your life not just studying but it's to keep asking yourself questions because if you keep seeking out answers one day you will be able to have all the answers in the world probably not true but you will have a lot of answers in the world but what i mean by this is not only should you be reading and reviewing your materials, you should be asking yourself, like, what questions are they going to ask on the test? What questions do I need to ask my professor? What questions do I need to ask the TA? What questions would my friends ask me? Should my like, should I text my friends right now to ask me some of their questions? Because if I get to respond to them, like, and I reiterate this information, like studies have literally shown that if you can if you speak about the topic over and over actually like out loud not just to yourself it helps you really understand material a lot better so before tests I always do practice tests because you always want to practice questions questions are so so important especially if they're practice tests from a professor and it's optional you must do them like I don't know why you wouldn't do them but yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> their tests are going to be in the exact same format because they wrote the test. Like you're not doing some practice test from another person. This is their practice test. I always. Yeah. It's always, coming from old tests. Yeah. And I also always do practice tests at the end of textbooks. I know the textbook probably isn't written by them or it might be. I've honestly, I would say, what was it? Two out of my four classes last semester were written by my t- professors. Same. <laughs> and they would always say like we pull questions like their questions that they put in their textbook are previous test questions that they have used so that's even more material for you to use always be looking for practice tests always be looking for questions always be looking for answers that's all I have to say about that but probably we'll go into tip number seven <laughs> tip number seven is to set strict time limits for your work I know a lot of people don't like to do this and me and Charlotte like to we actually just said in the last episode that we like to schedule extra time into our google calendar so like we have time to finish our task because we know that it always takes more time than not but I've noticed that I tend to waste more time when I'm under the feeling that I have extra time to do that task. I think it's called Parkinson's Law or something, and it's proven by research. I just learned about this in psych yesterday. But when you're trying to finish an assignment that at the last minute, you always finish it, right? It's because you have no other choice. Even if it would normally take you twice as long, you're under a time deadline. So you have to finish it or you're going to get a zero. I don't recommend doing assignments at the last minute like I used to. But I think I finally understand why I liked doing that because it actually got good results very quickly. And I usually can't work that quick in normal time. So I've gotten very good at time management lately but if you think it will take you two hours to complete a set of problems see if you can do it in one hour even if it ends up taking you longer than that just the process of you trying to finish it faster will reduce the amount of time it actually takes you so try to set some strict time limits that you will try to follow and it'll help you not waste your time and be under the feeling that you have an extra time so you can like work more leisurely yes i totally agree with that because Sometimes you just need that pressure and you just need not anxiety, but you you know what I mean, that stress of to push you. Yeah, I could never put it into words, but like that like stress kept me going. <laughs> and now like <laughs> I love that stress. That's what I would do assignments at the last minute. And um, I'm like actually getting good at not doing that now, but still getting effective results and managing my time. 
Okay, yeah. It, it just depends. It truly depends on your study style, which also we have to mention in this episode, like, everyone studying is different. I probably study a way different from Pragya, even though we share a lot of common tips, but we're just different studiers. Obviously, I don't even procrastinate anymore, and I don't recommend you do because you can get better work out. At least set strict time limits and actually hold yourself accountable. Okay, next tip. Have a distraction note on your laptop or just a log or a post-it note. So basically, it's really hard for me to focus for long periods of time when I'm sitting at my desk and doing my work. I waste so much time thinking about random thoughts or ideas, um, especially in the middle of readings or math homework. So it'll be things like oh I have to schedule that meeting or I forgot to put this on my google calendar or oh, I have to ask Charlotte this about this or something so it just like messes up my study session because I can't get that out of my head because if I get that out of my head I'm never gonna remember it again and I need to remember it so I've started keeping a note open where I write down everything I need to think about after studying this helps me make sure I don't forget anything because you need to make sure that like you don't forget these thoughts like these are important things that you're gonna need to know after but you don't want them to mess with their studying so this helps me get the thought out of my head and just like freeze up my brain so I can actually focus on my work because it gets stressful to remember things the whole time without forgetting them or just freaking out or the worst thing is to stop studying do the task and get back to studying you only have a set amount to study and you schedule that time to study so don't waste it doing other things and then after you get your work done then you can go in and like do your tasks send an email emails, text anyone you need to text, or just put some tasks that you thought of in your Google Calendar. Definitely don't waste your studying time doing stuff like that. Yeah, I honestly waste so much brain energy and time thinking about things that I need to do instead of actually doing them. I've been, I don't know, every time I get super stressed with a lot of things on my mind, I have to brain dump everything on a piece of paper or sticky notes. So going back to my Excel sheet, this is, I guess, another insight on how I like to organize my life. My Excel sheet is overwhelming as well. Even looking at (laughs) that freaks me out, even though it's like pretty organized, I'd say. But I, what I do is, you know, how I talked about earlier where I like to batch things in chunks and stuff. I will actually go into that sheet. I will be like, by this week, the end of this week, I will have to get this much done so up until this point and I'll literally go into my excel sheet and underline up until which point that needs to be done so I know that everything above this line I will have to do and then I will take all of those tasks which is around like 10 I'd say 10 tasks or so some of them are definitely more time consuming than others but I will be able to take those 10 tasks organize them the way I want so like again like I said before if I know that There's three assignments, three readings, all for the same class. And I, you know how I like to do it all before the week. I will group them all together and set a specific hour in my day or just set a day that I will do that. But this way, with those 10 tasks, I get to group them in the groups I want. So it will maybe be like three or four groups or honestly, I group them not only by class, but by day. So Monday, I will do this chunk. Tuesday, I'll do this chunk. But it just sets everything in place. I never ask myself, like, what I have to do today. I never ask myself what I have to do this week. I can literally just get all of this done. And then by the end of the week, I'm like, wow, I accomplished all of these tasks. And then the week starts again. (laughs) It's so satisfying to see your full week Mm -hmm. 
everything you've done and everything you've like crossed out. I would also recommend that you don't set up your schedule every morning. Mm-hmm. You can modify things. But I definitely recommend doing it. Either the day before is also fine, but if you can kind of schedule your time a few days ahead or even a week ahead, Charlotte likes to do two weeks ahead. Whichever works for you, just doing it the day of can kind of be stressful and you can forget things as well. So do it the day before and then you can always modify it if you need to. I would also say to always get in the habit of once an event comes in, put it in your calendar immediately, even if the event is in a month. Like just having Mm -hmm. that in your calendar means that you know it's there, you won't accidentally schedule something above it. Um, And that way that when I do go into my calendar and plan my entire week, I know that those are the times that are completely blocked off. And it just reduces so much stress. Our ninth tip is to not expect to immediately learn all new material the day you learn it in a lecture or the day you read, and that's okay. First of all, going back to the readings, if you don't understand it during the readings, that is so normal. We usually don't understand everything during the readings. You haven't even learned it from a person yet. That's just for you to get adjusted to the material and get familiar with some easy words. So when you actually go to lecture, the professor can focus on the big topics and help you learn the difficult to understand material and not just waste time on easy things. That's the reading. At the lecture, the lecture can get confusing sometimes and the professor can say things. He's only talking about a topic for five minutes and if you don't understand that's okay. There's probably going to be 200 people in the class and you're not going to be the only person to not understand that people work in different paces and college classes introduce you to new material. Even if you've taken that class in high school before, it's still not going to be the same and there's going to be so many more advanced topics especially for our economics classes like I took that in high school and I didn't know a lot of things when I went into my college lectures so don't think you're stupid or less smart or that you won't be able to understand it later on it's just an adjustment it takes a lot of time to grasp this hard information it's not supposed to be easy so if you don't understand something go see your professor get some help your TAs can be so helpful friends study groups anything you need view it as a learning process and something that needs review not something that's supposed to like bring you down don't fall behind if you're a type of person who falls behind quickly I would maybe set smaller goals for yourself and start slow from there I have a tendency to pile so much on my plate all at once like I will say I have to get these 10 things done today and there's no way I can get 10 things done in a day. That's just not possible. So I, and then I feel like a failure afterwards if I don't accomplish those things. So I've just learned to break them into smaller chunks and be realistic with your goals, your tasks. Just be realistic with your time. There's only 24 hours in a day. And number 10, I know we mention this all the time again, but make sure you have good vibes. <laughs> if you guys are watching Love Island US right now, season two, let us know because don't you think they say good vibes all the time? Like this person gives me good vibes. That person gives me good vibes. Yeah. <laughs> but side note, I love Justine and Trey. Really? They're so adorable. Well, okay. Moira is my I don't like James, right but now. I love Moira. Her and James were my favorite, but James is over, canceled, toxic. We don't James need that in our weird. life. We don't need That's that. so toxic. No. Out. Red flags. If you see a red flag, 
run. <laughs> We're going to go back on track. Just make sure you have a good environment to study in. I'm about to reorganize my room today because I talked to Pragya about this earlier, but my room just feels so cold and so unwelcoming that I don't know what to do with it. So if you guys have any room decoration tips, please let me know because my room is its like a nice size. I really enjoy it, but it's also vertical. I don't even know if we have enough time to like organize our room or decorate it, but we need to make I time. Truly, don't have time. I every time I'm like, oh, I'll clean my room. I'm just like, but I have this. It's time. either sleep or decoration. <laughs> <laughs> the way you put it, sleep or decoration. Um, uh, I don't know if that's it's that extreme yet, but. It is that it extreme. Is, yeah. Like, there's no other. Just time look at my laundry basket right now. It is looking. My laundry basket is so full. Okay, the, this is to just show you how little time I have. I don't even make coffee in my Keurig. I've never used my Keurig for coffee. Why? Because making instant coffee is faster than pressing a button on my Keurig. So I literally just use my Keurig to make hot water, and then I stir it in with instant coffee. That's so gross. Oh my god. Oh gee. That's so sad. That's very sad. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope this episode was insightful and helped you think about study tips that you can use in your life that will help you stay organized and focused and on track with your schoolwork. Go check out our website at canvashq.org if you would like to sign up for our newsletter, ask us any questions you might have, schedule for consultations. We love meeting you guys and you should definitely get a spot before it's all filled up. We only have seven to 10 spots for this month. So be sure to schedule that if you need any help with anything. And as always, follow us on Instagram at canvas.hq to stay updated with everything that we have. If you enjoy our cute graphics and videos, let us know. There's also episode takeaways in that. So make sure you check those out um, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy our episodes. See you next week. Bye.